Hey, multi-passionate Like a Boss fans, it's Lauren Abrams from 52 Weeks of Hope, where I motivate you to keep going and find your joy. Through humor, compassion, and grace, I remind you that anything is possible, and it's never too late to live your purpose, do what lights you up, and create extraordinary things. If you're looking for some place to start, I recommend episode number 98, Forging a New Path. That's where you learn how to pivot to a more fulfilling life that fits you. You're listening to Multi-Passionate Like a Boss, and here's your amazing host, Jenny O'Connor. Welcome to the world of the multi-passionate mind. You already know what a wonderfully weird and extraordinary place this is to live. Now imagine that you can easily decide where to aim your focus and trust yourself enough to finish what you start. Maybe you want to build a business that encompasses everything you love under one umbrella. Or maybe you just want the time freedom to finally start crossing things off your bucket list. I'm your personal hype woman, Jenny O'Connor, and I'm going to show you how to do it all like a boss. If you're an ambitious creative who's ready to make an impact, hit that subscribe button because we are the multi-passionate community that is going to change the world. If growing an audience on social media feels like a slog and you're convinced there has to be a better way, there is. It's email. For every dollar invested in email marketing, you get an average of $42 back. Plus, email reaches an average of 79% of the people you send it to. Instagram, 13.5. But a lot of entrepreneurs aren't leveraging this awesome way to grow an engaged audience because they think writing emails is too time-consuming or that they're not good at storytelling. If you've ever thought that yourself, my free guide, Write Better Emails the Easy Way, will change the game and help you craft memorable, money-making newsletters in just minutes a week. Get it now at JennyOConnor.com forward slash email. What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode 77. I'm Jenny, and I help squirrel-brained entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs kick overwhelm to the curb and make the impact they're meant to make. If you are ready to finally do the thing, you are in the right place, my friend. So one of the best things that I have learned along my business journey is this simple truth. Nobody cares. Now, let me explain. When you're just starting out, which is exactly when it is scary to be interviewed on a podcast or to make a reel and put it on Instagram or to pitch an article to a publication or apply to be a TED speaker, when you are small, no one is paying attention to you. And I learned this by actually making content and getting crickets in response. And it can be really disheartening when it happens for long stretches of time. And sometimes it will. I say all the time that when I started blogging, it felt like I was shouting into the void, but there is a silver lining too. The fact that no one is paying attention to you right now is actually really freeing. It means that you can create things simply because they sound fun with no regard for will people like this or what will they think? Actually, you can embrace the what will they think and really mess up the wiring by experimenting with whatever the fuck you want and seeing how things go. Does your post get seven likes, in which case it did well, or two likes? Uh, That's kind of the status quo on Instagram these days. So obviously 
you want your content to be entertaining and educational and engaging or a combination of those things. You don't want to just make crap, but sidebar, I think it's impossible for any of you out there listening right now, doing your stuff out of pure joy and then putting it out for others to see. I think it is impossible for you to create crap when you love what you're doing so, so much. But even if you decide to take my advice and start ugly and some of what you create is crap, nobody cares. I just really wish somebody would have said that to me in the beginning. Maybe I wouldn't have wanted them to say nobody cares because that sounds kind of harsh. But then again, it is just that simple. You don't need to sweat it. Reserve your fucks for something else. And meantime, just go write and act and create and hit publish and don't look back. So thinking about this and a lot lately, I've had this conversation with like a hundred different people in the last two weeks. That's kind of what led me to the bigger topic for today's episode. Everybody is faking it. This is another truism that if we all accepted it for how real and present in front of our very faces it is, we just don't realize it would take so much pressure off of us as entrepreneurs to look like we have it all together all the time. Now I know everyone talks about being authentic and revealing the human side of yourself on social media, but if people were doing that as often as they were truly going through shit, I feel like we'd have a lot fewer instances of comparisonitis and comparisonitis has become a humongous issue so much so that it's increased the incidence of depression and suicide in teenagers by as much as 66%. A lot of factors affect the results of these studies of course, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to conclude that seeing other people's highlight reels is bound to make us feel inadequate. If our sales are slow or our audience growth is stagnant, or we're not as skinny or as rich or as sought after as she is, but it's all a lie. Calling it a highlight reel sums it up. The yucky stuff is getting omitted. So I discovered this a few years ago when I came across a post by Tim Ferriss, where he described himself as neurotic, manic, depressive, and crazy, and admitted to hitting snooze for sometimes three hours and wearing the same clothes for a week and fantasizing about running away from his life. And then just the other day, I was listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast and she was interviewing Marie Forleo and Marie was talking about how at the start of the pandemic, she had a full fledged breakdown that culminated in a medical emergency requiring surgery. I mean, it was no joke. Now, I don't mean to suggest that we weren't all going through some shit during the pandemic, but when I think of people who have it all together, Marie Forleo is one of the first ones that pops into my head. And the irony is that she is a life coach and she teaches people how to live their lives more effectively. And she was driving herself into the ground with overwork. She was burning herself out. The very thing that if you're a coach, you talk about not doing. So I'm listening to her and I'm thinking probably while she was going through this, her team, and she has, I'm sure a vast team of employees, her team was still putting out content Her presence online appeared to be same as it ever was. And here all of us were in the audience being like that Marie Forleo sure has her shit together. And it was a lie. 
Here's another example. Tarzan Kay, who used to write copy for Amy Porterfield, as a matter of fact, and just six-figure launched her signature program, Email Stars, sent out an email last week that she was breaking up with the love of her life. She had let her entire staff go, and she was on sabbatical in the wilderness until she can get her head on straight again. Now, say what you will about all of these folks stepping up to the mic and sharing their moments of vulnerability with their audiences. You might find it admirable. I think it is for sure. You might also think such sharing should only be done after the dark times have passed and there is a learning lesson that your audience can benefit from that you, you personally went through that you're, it's a, it's a teaching point. I really do have strong opinions on this. I think that if you are a life coach, you should wait until the clouds have parted and the sun has come back out again. Um, I think if I personally see you being actively messy rather than just telling me about a time when you were messy, I won't feel super confident hiring you. But my point here is that while all of this was going on, Tim Ferriss's rise to four-hour work week and podcasting fame, Marie's multiple seven-figure success, Tarzan's wildly successful launch, these people were falling apart behind the scenes. So how does that pertain to us, the small creators, the newbie entrepreneurs? I started to realize that everyone around me recently has been making a pivot. So a past podcast guest, who's now a dear friend, used to be a multi-passionate coach, and she's now pivoting her business in a whole new direction. Another connection who I was planning a collaboration with told me that she's retiring and moving to Mexico. Six months ago, you would have looked at both of them and felt certain that they knew exactly where they were headed and what they wanted out of life. And I am not throwing shade at all. I'm just pointing out that perhaps the reality is that none of us really have any idea what we're doing. If we're smart and diligent and resourceful, we can show up and give the impression that we do, but we don't. Now, doesn't that make you feel better? Here's another example. Liz Gilbert. Remember how Eat, Pray, Love ends with her finding love? That's what we were rooting for. Then she wrote a book called Committed about being in relationship with the person she was with at the end of Eat, Pray, Love. Then one day I happened upon her giving a talk and she was confessing that she had left that relationship and was now in a new relationship with a woman. Then a little while later, that woman passed away and a friend who had been her moral support during her lover's decline had become her new lover. So much of what Liz Gilbert writes about is love and knowing yourself. So I just assumed she had it figured out, but she doesn't because having it figured out is a lie. And that is a message that I really needed Of course, we all have to be our own PR agents and toot our own horn and tell people why we are the best at what we do. But it really helps me personally to know that to some degree, at least at first, or at least in certain life seasons, everyone is faking it. That is like the final puzzle piece of permission that I needed to give myself. I've given myself permission to pursue all the things. I've given myself permission to not forgive everybody. You can listen to all of the things that I have changed my own life by giving myself permission to have and do in episode 30. So this is the final permission piece. I have permission to not have it together. I have permission maybe to never 
really have it all together. And let's all do our best to remember that as we navigate the seasons of our lives and the ebbs and flows of abundance and the time times when things seem bleak, that if we can muster the grit to show up anyway, even though we feel like crying or our insides are eating themselves, if we can muster the grit to show up anyway and put on our game face, no one will be able to tell because they're all faking it too. And remember that we're all just showing up with smiles on our faces and playing our best game, even when it's hard. And it just gives me and hopefully you permission to be messy in case you needed to hear that, because I know that I previously believed that pivoting after I had allowed myself to visibly do something different for a while felt super flaky and like I was clearly no one anyone should listen to. So whenever everyone around me started doing it and I heard that story from Marie Forleo and Tarzan Kay, I understood that it's okay to be human. So one day when you're big, I hope you will tell the stories that humanize you and show everyone else that it is okay to not have it all together. And let this be your reminder that if you feel lost or confused or flaky or like you need to pivot and you're embarrassed about it, or you're scared to head off in a new direction yet again, nobody has it figured out. Everybody's faking it. We are all faking it. Get out there and fake it. And you will never hear me say that again, because I want you to be as authentic as possible. But in the context of this conversation, it is okay. Don't give up. Be messy. The point is to just do something. Do the thing that brings you joy and know that it is going to be a bumpy human ride. So that is my little message of hope for you guys today. I really hope that helps someone who needed to hear it. And if you ever want to ask me a question and effectively get some laser coaching, send me a message on Instagram at Jenny, the wordsmith, and I will answer on the air and shout out your business in a future episode. I know you all have questions about being multi-passionate in business and in life. So please don't be shy. My goal is to help people like you step into the spotlight and make real money from their creative passions. I've made a ton of free resources to help you out with this. One of them is my procrastination personality quiz, which will teach you why you procrastinate and what action steps you can take to stop it for good. You can find that at jennyoconnor.com forward slash procrastination. Until next time, remember there are seven days in a week and someday isn't one of them. Now get on out there and do the thing.